This is the new way we work from Fast Company Magazine, where we take listeners on a journey through the changing landscape of our work lives and explain exactly what we need to build a future we want. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor Kate Davis. On last week's episode, I talked to Wima Hoover about the state of diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts in the workplace. After large investments in training, we seem to be back in the same place we were pre-2020, though Wima did offer some optimism for the future. DEI was a major topic of the conversation both on and off stage at the Fast Company Innovation Festival this past fall. So on today's episode, I want to share with you a conversation I had about how and how not to address DEI issues at work. The first thing I think that's important is to recognize that, like, this isn't a problem just for you to throw money at. You have to actually change. That's Amber Cabral. Amber is an inclusion strategist, certified coach, speaker, and author of Allies and Advocates, Creating an Inclusive and Equitable Culture. I talked with her on the floor of the Innovation Fest in our recording studio. Here's our conversation. Hi, this is Kate Davis, deputy editor at Fast Company, and I'm back again in the Fast Company podcast booth at the Innovation Festival with Amber Cabral. And uh, we're just here. It's the last day of festival, and we're talking about the thing. So thank you so much for joining me. So my one question that I'm asking everybody is kind of like the most obvious one. Work has changed dramatically in the last two years. How do you think work is going to change in the next two to five years? Oh, that's a great question. Um, A couple things. Obviously, I work in the inclusion and diversity space. So my first thought is about that. Um, I do think that there will be a lot more focus on making sure that we're being deliberate about how inclusion and equity shows up. So whether that's how people are working, like whether that's, you know, remote or in the office, but also like their access to tools that can support their jobs and, you know, supporting just the differences that we have as people, being mindful that we all need different mechanisms, tools, supports, et cetera, to make sure that we're okay. So I think that's one big change. And then the other thing that I think is going to be different is just the way that we communicate. Um, As our circles get bigger, like we're global, you know, kind of now, but like we're getting even more global. And so I think that the tools to support that are going to be changing as well. So we have less obstacle from like things like language barrier or time zone or, you know, so I think things like, you know, the metaverse and blah, blah, blah. Like I think things like that are going to play a part in helping us to connect and communicate better and do it in a more global way. And that's a really good point because it's, you know, I I think about the time right before the pandemic. And we at Fast Company actually did a package January or February 2020 that was called like Work 2040. We were like, this is where work is going to be and it's going to be more remote and it's going to be. And then like, oh, 20 years sped up and it happened right then. And so, yeah, you're I think you're exactly right. Now the next step is we thought it couldn't be done. Like we thought we couldn't all work remote. Turns out we can. Now it gives us this wonderful opportunity to to think beyond barriers and like and think in a broader way. Yeah, absolutely. So you work in the DE&I space. So (laughs) a huge topic to talk about. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to ask you like the most blanket generic question and then you can take it in whatever direction you know so so many companies have um you know made investments in increasing DEI, um but they're still falling so short like mm-hmm. they've invested billions of dollars and they're still just falling so short what one thing or what's a first step can companies or leaders start to do to actually see some change instead of just throwing money into the void? Yeah, I love this question. (laughs) Um, The first thing I think that's important is to recognize that, like, this isn't a problem just for you to throw money at. You have to actually change. And so, um, you know, even just 
thinking about the question you asked, it's like, what can companies do? It's like, well, you can be inclusive. <laughs> like, instead of doing inclusion. Instead of saying right. it. Yeah, making a statement yeah, and then being like, did the statement. Exactly. Yeah. It, I think what's happened is that a lot of companies are really preoccupied with how they're seen. And so they do a lot of the performative mm. stuff. So they do inclusion. We are these people. This is how we include. And you see it in a lot of the apology messages when folks mess up. We do not believe this. This is how we stand, you know. And I think if we can get past the doing, it's like the word, it's the words instead of actions. Correct. I need you to be inclusive. How are you changing your perspective? How are you shifting the way you do business? How are you communicating differently? How are you inviting in? And so, even in my session that I'm going to talk about today, Everything that I'm going to cover is something every individual in that room can do. It doesn't require you to get permission from a leader or billions of bucks or any of those things. And so, like, I'm not saying that we don't need the investment. The money is really important, but I don't know that it's been spent the best ways. And I also don't think that there's been enough support around what actual changes need to happen so that things can come to life. And so that's that's what I want. I, I, I want... I want it to be real instead of be a thing that we are talking about doing. Yeah. And you're right. There is a lot of performative. There is mm-hmm. a lot of statements, you know, like a statement on a website yes. does not mean anything. Not at all. <laughs> um, but, you know, so for people who are listening and for people who are going to attend your workshop later, which is um, finding your company's hidden DEI opportunities, mm-hmm. what is a, an action? Like if you're listening to this and you're like, well, yes, I agree. I want to do something, but what can I do? And especially, yeah. you know, I think a lot of our listeners are in that kind of middle management space, too, where it's like you're not the CEO leading the company. You do have some sort of power, maybe some hiring power. But, you know, you hear it all the time. Like, I don't know where to find the people. And once they're <laughs> here, I don't know how what what makes makes an inclusive culture and yeah. like yeah you said a lot of things in this <laughs> yeah, I, asked, I asked like 25 <laughs> really like, big questions yeah. it was like 14 and questions answer, in one question <laughs> I know and, and answer that in a pithy sentence please <laughs> um I think the best way to answer you is really you know I always tell people if there's one thing I could like if I could wave a magic wand over the world and make us all really great at one thing it would be giving and receiving feedback mm. that mm. is what this I wanna, is like, about underline underline yeah underline, literally yep. like highlight that joint mm-hmm. like ship it to everyone's house mm-hmm. like we're sending COVID tests. Like, I mean, it's literally. A, I will tell you, um, I believe it was uh, Porter Braswell of, of Jopwell who was on the show before. And in our conversation, I think we were talking about like the pipeline problem. Yeah. And in the conversation, I, I said something and he gave me feedback in that moment. And I was like, that is such a gift. It is. Like realizing that it's such it a is. gift. But people you know? don't know how to receive it mm-hmm. and people don't know how to give it. And so it's one of the things I cover a lot in almost every talk I give because it's the one thing I'm like, we c- if we can get better at not personalizing when someone tells us we broke it, knowing how to respond responsibly and pivot and approach, you know, again, I think that would make a massive difference. So if there's one thing you can do, it's figure out how to give feedback, which means you got to speak up. You've got to say the things. You've got to figure out the words. I'm going to give lots of tips for that in my mm-hmm. session. And then the other side of that is that you've got to be willing to apologize when you realize you stepped in it. And so I offer, you know, kind of a framework for that. Really simply, an apology is two parts. I apologize for moving forward. I will. Without that moving forward. And without the excuse, yes. right? Isn't that where so I, many people mess up? It's like, well, but... 
but I, it wasn't intentional. I didn't, and I didn't mean that. to. Yeah. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> None of that stuff mm-hmm. is an apology, and honestly, no one cares. <laughs> and so, <laughs> That's realistically, like about making yourself feel better. Exactly. Yeah. And we want you to feel good, but you've got to prioritize being able to say, "Ooh, I messed up, and here's what I'm going to do to fix it." Mm-hmm. And so, I just think if we can get those feedback loops together, it will be a lot easier for us to hear the tough stuff, which is you're not doing a great job as it relates to talent that's Latina, or you're not doing a great job as it relates to figuring out how to retain, you know, women or whatever it might be. And then being able to say, okay, I hear that. Here's what I'm going to do differently. I think building that muscle goes a long way and like committing to actually doing the work of changing it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really try to get people to build themselves around the idea that you get a say, you get to control this experience, you get an opinion, you get a perspective, but you've got to do the labor of listening to others and figuring out how to communicate yours. And so that's the thing I think (laughs) that is the key that many folks are missing, honestly. Well, thank you so much because I asked you 14 questions <laughs> and you found a way to give me a good answer that really is a, is a great jumping off point. And I think it's a it's an incredibly difficult thing on both ends, yeah. right? Like it's a difficult thing as a leader yeah. to say, I'm sorry and I messed up and not contextualize it and say, but I didn't mean to, blah, 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 blah. And it's a difficult thing. And I'd, I'd love to hear if you have any like thoughts on this. Because of the power dynamic to give the feedback the other way. To yes. say, you know, you're not you're not meeting the mark when it comes to hiring and retaining women or, you know, whatever Right, right, right. So um, I actually cover this a lot in my new book, Say More About That, because the power power dynamic is a huge deal. Um, People are worried about losing their jobs. They're worried about being liked. They're worried about safety in the workplace, psychological safety, all of those things. And those are real concerns. Um, It's really just a matter of approach and tactic. You know, so if you're talking to a leader, for example, I always say invite them with a question. So say something like, are you open to hearing another perspective? Ugh, love it. No leader's going to say no to that. They're going to literally be like, oh, absolutely. I want to hear another perspective. You know, or, hey, I really appreciate what you shared. I do think that I may have something that may be a better or more inclusive approach. When you throw inclusion in the response, like, folks want to be on the right side mm-hmm, of that, right? Mm-hmm. So automatically their ears are going to perk up and they're going to hear it. They may not love having to hear it, but they're going to, if they're great leaders, mm-hmm. really open their minds and their ears and say, okay, maybe there's something here we can do differently. So I do think there are ways, even when the power dynamic, you know, you're not the person that has the power, it's still really important to speak up and there are ways to do that and be effective at it. And like you say, if you're a good manager, you hear your employee say that yeah. and that's like, you're stepping up. You're Absolutely. not checking out and saying, oh, you, you're you not doing a good job with this. I'm out the door. You're invested in the company and want exactly. to improve it. You know, exactly. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. Thank you so much for joining me in this fun little podcast. This is so and- cute. <laughs> Thanks. And that's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to The New Way We Work wherever you listen. And if you like this episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And we want to hear from you. Work is changing every day. What's the most pressing issue on your mind? Email us at podcast at fastcompany.com or tweet us with the hashtag The New Way We Work. The New Way We Work is produced by Joshua Christensen with editing by Nicholas Torres. 